0: So Back in episode 126 of The Real Estate Minute Show, we talked about this about four or five weeks ago, about what's going on with this crazy housing market. Nobody can make sense of it. Nothing's changed. Actually, I can't understand it even more, but it's fun. Welcome into to another episode of The Real Estate Minute Show, episode 130. I think this show's been going on now for, good Lord, two and a half years? i got to look back. It's been a while. I've been through three houses lived in three houses since he started this show and moved to another state. So we're going to talk about what's going on in the housing market. Why, what is, what is the deal here? I mean, we don't, we're not seeing traditional responses to things, high interest rates, listing prices coming down, things selling for lower prices. We're we're not seeing that in mass around the country, different pockets areas have different deals that are super hot, super slow, but just general average around the country right now is we're just, we're not seeing this huge frenzy. There's two or three things going on here and it's kind of a chaotic mess. And then a four bonus bonus issue. One is obviously interest rates. Everyone's hearing about it. They're twice as much of what they are, uh, what they were about a year ago. Um, they're close to 7%, okay? Six and a half to 7% depending on what loan you're getting, uh, what your credit is, et cetera, what program you're in. Obviously, affecting things, okay. Uh, the second thing, and by the way, as a kind of a small little tidbit on the interest rates, they just, you know, the Fed fund rate, they just increased it another quarter point. As we talked about in previous episodes of this show, the Fed fund rate isn't directly what mortgage rates are based on, but it is the perception that follows along into mortgage rates. Um, banks have to borrow money at the Fed fund rate. That's much higher. So they have to loan it to you higher to make that money back. I mean, it's very simple, but it, there's a lag. But still, that's what, it, what it's kind of accounting for. Uh, the second thing is that sellers got very used to huge high prices for their homes. They were banking on that equity. All of a sudden, their net worth went from $40,000 to 240000 And they say, this is it, baby. We got it. Uh, and now, all of a sudden, they're seeing just kind of like a slow and stagnation in the market. Some price reductions in different areas. So All of a sudden, this equity, they're not willing to admit to themselves that their house isn't worth three times the amount of money that it should be worth just because we went through covid so that's stalling people putting their houses on the market, because if I go to a listing appointment and say, hey, your house is worth one eight now when it was worth two two about six months ago, I can understand it. I mean, they're looking at it. There is a greed factor in there, but a good greed factor. But there is the thing that there's, it takes time for sellers to recognize the fact that they're not worth what they were some months ago. Uh, a little anger, a little self-frustration. Uh, we feel it because it comes out on us sometimes as the agents. But that's that's another problem that's going on in seller perception. Buyer perception is I don't want to borrow at that higher rate, and I don't want to pay what that seller wants me to pay. That's old news. Okay, That, that price is old news uh, back six to eight months ago. I don't want to get ripped off. And I don't want to get ripped off on my rate either because they, they say, somebody tells me interest rates are going down. And uh, that's just all perception as well. There's a comment that most, that a lot of mortgage lenders use when rates go up. We do the same thing as realtors; they do it as mortgage lenders, uh, mortgage brokers, lenders will say when rates go up because their business starts to stagnate because not a lot of people are borrowing money at high rates. They say, "Marry the property, date the rate." Okay, I've heard it a million times. I want to pull my hair out. It's like chalk on a chalkboard, but it still makes a ton of sense. Okay, find the home that you love. You're going to spend years in that home. Find it. Get the best deal you can for that house, okay? Don't pay attention to the nickels and dimes and the dollars. Pay attention to the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you'll overpay for it, okay? Then pass. But if it's kind of in the wheelhouse and it's just a little bit more than what you want, my dad always told me, always spend a little bit more for that house because you'll grow into it, okay? Something to that effect. And I always, I always remembered that. Thanks, Dad. I know you guys are watching this this morning. So that's why I, uh, I do that and why I recommend that to my client because you grow into that extra $10,000, 15000 Cut the deal on the house interest rates yeah they're high qualify for what the best deal you can get for the house right now grab it get the rate refi three years down the road okay get a loan that's longer than five years is my recommendation because we don't know what's going to happen with the interest rates right now feds the fed is coming out with you know all kinds of things saying that we just can't control inflation the way we want the fed has no other dial to turn except to increase interest rates and money supply etc and so my feeling is, based on their comments, is that they're gonna keep these rates high for, I think, at least 18 to 24 months, maybe longer. Uh, it's the only way to get us into a small recession to correct this inflation, because this inflation can't go on forever, we turn into Venezuela, okay? That's just, we're gonna be eating toilet paper, God forbid, those people, okay, what's going on. So that's my recommendation. Get the best house you can, for the best price you can, for the best rate you can, and buy. Get in, get the house, okay? By waiting, all you're doing is rolling the dice on the stock market. I lose every time I invest in a stock market. I, God damn it. I lose it. constantly. Every every time I make a trade, I lose. There's only a, two or three times where i made a few bucks, but then I lost that on the next trade. So I barely trade stocks anymore because I'm just, I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, It's like it's gambling. So don't gamble with the market. Okay, I'm not smarter, you're not smarter than the world when it comes to the global economic issues going on that are going to affect interest rates. So just buy it, move on with your life, enjoy your house, enjoy your family. Okay, that's the deal. The third thing that's kind of going on right now overall is just this chaotic perception of the of the country. Uh, is there going to be a civil war? People are buying gold and metals in mass. Gold is the highest it's ever been, I think, in the history of gold right now over the last month or so. People think there's a lot of doomer people out there that are building shuttle like shelters under their, their backyard. Crazy stuff, okay? That I'm hearing going on. Maybe not so crazy though. Some of the stuff's coming true. But there's a lot. People are making interesting choices, okay? And so the interesting choices take their focus away from buying and selling a house and moving and actually staying put and digging their heels in. So that's why this third thing is incredibly surprising. In past episodes, we talked about the inventory history of housing inventory in this country over a prolonged period of time, starting in 2016 to today. 2016, we had about a million four homes for sale in March of 2016, just about. A million four in the country overall. That's just for one month. In the month of, during COVID and such, obviously things went up and down. And about two months ago, three months ago, we were at about three quarters of a million, about half of that inventory. Okay, I can understand it. The world's a bit different now. There's less inventory to buy and sell. We have a housing crisis in this entire country, right, of buying and selling homes. It's not rentals. It's buying and selling single family homes, condos, townhouses. And so uh, I can understand that. Now, so you'd see going into the spring months, you would assume that March, April, May, we start seeing a real lift in inventories. We go into the summer months, very typical. We're seeing the opposite. We're seeing a dump. So right now, uh, about two, three months ago, we saw seven, about three quarters of a million, almost 750,000 homes for sale. And this month, March, end of March of this year, we saw 563,000 homes for sale. So we're, we're going down. This is, it's hard to understand winter, summer, summer's winter, spring is fall, it's, uh, it's kind of a confluence of mess depending on perception. So my third thing is inventory extremely low. I don't see that changing rapidly. The fourth bonus thing that might come into play soon is mortgage defaults. The FHA uh, just reported that they're now in the by far the solid double digits of, of early mortgage defaults on some of those loans. How the government handles the defaults. Uh, if they work out deals, loan mods, and things like that. It's much different than 2008 eight nine. 2009, uh, the reasons for it. So my feeling is they're going to work out a lot of that stuff. Uh, but we have that kind of fourth bonus issue coming down the pipe, which is going to affect all of it. If a lot of those houses start defaulting coming on the market and you get traders in there and investors and all kinds of things, you're going to see uh, a lot more inventory spread around, a lot more, a little bit of price reduction because of that. But I don't see it in mass yet. And I don't think we're going to for a while. Um, hopefully that explains the market, it's a chaotic mess, but my whole point of the show is just to kind of huge, those are the things at play, and to just calm calm down. Uh, Everything is going to be just fine, and it always is. Human beings go like this, 2008-9 we have a crisis, and then we go down and everything's great. In 2022-23 we have a crisis, and then we're, it just it's the way we do things. I don't know why, it's our natural state of being to be like this. Um, I was talking to uh, a guy, an economist, uh, he's not really an economist, he graduated with an, with an econ degree and works in finance, he's a friend of mine, and he told me, it's just like they talk about it, that the, the economy uh, over long periods of time, meaning historical back, maybe 100 plus years, it's like a uh, radio wave, and it's like nature does everything in waves like that, like when you drop a, uh, a, a pebble into a pond, you get the same kind of waving effect human nature humans are part of earth it's just how we all operate how nature operates and fluctuations real out there kind of special stuff but it's an interesting way to kind of understand it so hang in there you're gonna be just fine and i appreciate your time today we'll talk to you next week